I'm Jalen. And I'm Octavia. And this is Flock Talk. Everybody, welcome back to our third episode of Flock Talk. This episode is for the lovers. But um, off top, I do want to just address a little oopsie on my part. Um, in regards to the last episode, when I said uh, like my parents' relationship status, when I said my dad was cheating on my mom, um, I was misinformed. <laughs> um, and I quote, "We were on a break." Period. So my bad. <laughs> my bad to that. Um, I probably should have confirmed it before I said it, but hindsight. Am I right? Look, at the end of the day, it's all love. We love y'all. Shout out to the family. Tay Tay's fam. We love y'all. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, I just would like to say that I am a work in progress, you know, and I do know that I have a hard time admitting when I'm wrong. So just, you know. With that preface, I would like to say that I did say at the end of the episode that I was unsure of their relationship status at the time. I did. I definitely did. <laughs> I definitely did, but I totally get if you did not listen to the full episode. I'm hollering. So because next you're... time, run it through. We need the full listen. We need the full, you know, listen time that helps yeah. us. Yeah. Thank Give you. me my streams. <laughs> My bad. Oops. My parents were not together. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, but anyways, Jalen, how, how was your week? Um, my week was pretty good. Um, I worked, obviously. I shot a couple things. Um, what else? I had a pretty chill week for the most part. I'm babysitting my friend's dogs right now. And um, they're powerful. the cutest things. Listen, and you know... Rest and soul to my baby Gio. Everybody knows, or I don't know if you know or not, but I had a dog for like 10 years. He was my son. He passed away like a month ago. Can't. So, um, yeah, I know, right? So I've been just, I don't know, obsessing over everybody's dogs. So it was like cute timing. She needed to uh, have someone watch her dog while she went out of town for work. Um, yeah, so it's cute. One of them is literally a spawn of the devil, and so we're going to leave that there. <laughs> very very cute um i'm ready for her to come get them so less than 24 hours hopefully it'll be gone they'll be gone Love them though. <laughs> it's like i think i've only had like one dog at a time mm -hmm. to be honest i've had a couple dogs at once but they never stayed too long like geo has lasted for 10 years obviously right so when with two dogs they're like really codependent but there's always one that's like dominant or like mm -hmm. i mean i don't know always but i've just seen this happen a lot so like the boy dog like he loves the girl dog, but he treats her like shit. And, like, she's so tied into the abuse by him that when she's, when she's away from him, she's, like, looking for him. And I'm like, girl, he's abusive. Like, run. But, you know, this kind of ties perfectly that's into great. our relationship episode because that's the kind of dynamic that is real. The mm -hmm. codependency be there, and I hate that. But come get your babies, girl. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming. How was your week? My week was great, honestly. Um, well, besides work, but to be honest, I think I've just kind of <laughs> just like compartmentalized. So now I just don't even retain the memories of my work week. But um, last weekend I did go to Leavenworth with my boyfriend and his two friends 
from Alaska. It was a lot of fun. Um, Leavenworth is, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Um, I did though, bitch, this is really fucking embarrassing because you know, like when you first meet funny, like, cause we are doing relationships today. So like, it is funny. Like, um, this is my first boyfriend. Um, so like everything that we do is like everything that I'm experiencing with this person is new. Um, so like, this was my first time going on a weekend, like couples trip. And so, <laughs> and it was like, it was, um, after a long work week. So I was tired and it was like, you know, and it's COVID. So you just like, I don't know, I haven't made a new friend in a very long time just cause like I moved to, to, to Washington and then the pandemic happened and then I was living alone and I got very much used to that. And it's just been so amazing <laughs> being like by yourself and stuff. Um, but then I met my boyfriend and now I'm like trying to like, you know, be out and social and stuff. And like his friends are great. They're really, really cool. I would love to. It's kind of nice because you can't travel with everybody. So like the fucking right. the draw with these two, they were really great. However, I don't know if they would say the same about me because we woke up one morning and because I'm a bitch, I can't watch scary movies at night. And we had this sick ass cabin in the woods. Um, I'm the only black person there. So I was like, yo, I'm going to be the first uh -oh. to die. Like, I can't, I just can't watch a scary movie at night, like in the middle of the woods and I stick out like a light, like whatever. <laughs> we watched some of it and then I was like, yeah, I'm scared. So I'm gonna go to bed. Um, and then we watched the rest during the day because I can fuck with that. But then I fucked up the movie even more because I had beer for breakfast. And so oh I got drunk God. and I talked through the entire fucking shining movie because i had never seen it before so i was like wait what the fuck because i didn't realize that the shining i thought i thought that movie was like about like 13 ghosts like i not like i thought it was like that movie like haunted okay. freaky shit like that i had no idea okay. that it was about domestic violence like that's fucked oh, <laughs> i haven't seen it either to be honest yeah it's dead ass like it's just like the guy gets cabin fever and he's like a dick and it's like wait what like and his kid is like freaking out and stuff because his dad is abusing him like i was like wait what like i literally could not be it caught me by such a surprise that i could not shut the fuck up and i was drunk and it was also nine o'clock in the morning like <laughs> It sounds fun. You look like you had a good time, though. I love that y'all, like, actually did that and did something new. Cause, yeah, you said it. It's a girl's first boyfriend. I'm actually really proud of you, bitch. I know. <laughs> we Y'all, Octavia a is a pimp. Octavia is a pimp. This is how I met her. She's also a boy, if you've heard any of our other episodes. She's a man on the inside. She just happened to come out how she came out. I just so, so happened really to funny. come out a straight female. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just really funny to watch you i don't know like actually commit and do this and it worked yeah i'm just really happy for you i know it is kind of strange but it's i honestly like we'll get into it actually so my tea for the week is cancel culture i guess well i want to address cancel culture mm -hmm. um we'll touch lightly on it now because it's a whole other episode about it but the dave Chappelle thing brought that up this week and it kind of sparked my thoughts into other things that I've kind of seen, like cancel culture. Obviously, Nicki Minaj, y'all know y'all let it cancel her, whatever. The Kanye West thing, y'all pick and choose when y'all want to cancel him till he drops something or runs for president, whatever. Has he, he do, ever been canceled? Actually, has Kanye West, has I there think, ever been? I don't think there's ever been a movement 
because when he did his most heinous act, but they talk their shit. I don't think that he has ever really been canceled. I just think that we all talk our shit about Kanye, and then he drops something, or his wife does something. Something happens, and then we kind of get over it. What I will (laughs) say that is like funny to me, um, because everybody has their own opinion about her, but I love Azalea Banks. Mm -hmm. Obviously, she talks her shit. She does the most sometimes, but. I think it's really, really um, ironic how, I'm not going to say that her and Kanye are the same person, but they're both Geminis. They both have their little sporadic ass <laughs> moments. Fuck yeah. They I'm have their Gemini. little sporadic ass moments and they go off. What I have noticed is the obvious um, difference in her career and his career. Azalea Banks, the girl is talented as fuck, regardless of what she does. People can call her crazy. They can call her aggressive. They can call her whatever they want to call her. But she's talented. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes for Kanye. They call him a whole genius. But I don't the get man it. be wildin'. <laughs> he ran for fucking president at one of the most crucial crucial times for us. For um, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye it's has his own shit that he does. I just think that it's really funny that when Kanye goes on his on his rampages, on his little his rants and shit, it's not. It's not taken as seriously as it is for Azalea Banks. And I'll even tie it back into the Dave Chappelle shit. Let let it have been like Lunel or Monique or a woman. You know, I can't say that it would have been the same or worse, but like I, I know noticed if anybody would have watched it. Stop, because I love them. Y'all sleep. I do too, but, but I'm just saying, like they don't clout. But I mean, you're right, but think about it though. Monique got whole basically canceled and blackball for speaking up. You know what I'm saying? So what, it's just it's funny about? how we it was like a Netflix thing where like, yeah, it's where she wasn't getting as paid as much as she was supposed to be getting paid and, or that she thought she should be getting paid. And it was like a whole money war over it. And she spoke out about it and they like fucked her, basically. So I, I don't know. That's I just crazy. noticed how cancel culture is very uh, selective and who it wants to cancel and when they want to cancel them. Um at the end of the day, I will say this, uh, any sexual abuse and stuff like that, I think is definitely cancelable. Mm-hmm. I think to me, though, being canceled means what? That's what I would like to kind of define, because I feel like, is there, do people have room to grow? Do people have room to grow if they fuck up, depending mm-hmm. on how bad they fuck up, I guess? Because to me, I can't say that if you were raping people that I'm ever going to be like, ooh, cool, you changed, you're a better person. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if that means I'm, like, a good or bad person. I don't know. But personally, I just, if you out here raping on bitches and niggas and people, you can give your life to Christ, whatever that you want to do, I guess, to save yourself. But does that mean that I'm going to be, like, trusting in the fact that you're not a rapist anymore? Probably not. You know, <laughs> but yeah, cancel culture sure. just seems like it's specific. Um, they didn't cancel Gwen Stefani back in the day when she was playing up Chola and Black Girl and had, you know, the Harajuku girls with her. Okay, and I loved it. I loved okay. it. Okay, but don't get me wrong. Say. I was gonna say we love Gwen. I have okay. personally, I, I love Gwen. You know what I'm saying? We love her, but what makes it okay? Because it wasn't a thing to be canceled back in the day. What makes it okay? You Here's know? the thing, like, culture appropriation, I personally think that it started with a real valid reason, but the way this country works is it skews everything. 
it it's it it like it's it was so clear with like the Black Lives Matter movement. It all started as a peaceful thing with black people saying like hello, the police is killing us and it's really bad. <laughs> Please <Right>. stop it. <laughs> right? right? But then they started like, you know, tear gassing us as if we were in the fucking 60s again. They started pushing and then then photographers came and now it's violent. Now this is a violent movement. Now these people are out for blood. Now it's this. And then it gets twisted and turned. And now it's like, well, what is the purpose of the movement? And the purpose of the movement movement is for y'all niggas to stop killing us. Like, stop. Right. <laughs> stop shooting. And then it was like, then they were like saying, well, black people kill black people. And it's like, yeah, that's also a problem. But when someone is protected by their job for like after shooting me, that's a problem. There, there's no consequence for them shooting and not doing their jobs properly like then then yeah that's the problem and so with culture appropriation um it started because black women and people weren't getting jobs because things that we were doing were deemed ghetto you know what i mean like but then kim kardashian would go out and she had you know box braids or like the the cornrows and then it was now trendy but then in these same bitch ass magazines you know they would talk shit about black people wearing the same exact items and how heavily influenced american culture is off black people but these same things are turned on to us you know and and used to to hurt us um and and with indigenous people I think, um, you know, like the whole like Pocahontas com- um, cost- costume that nobody wants anyone to wear. Like growing up, I think I wanted to be Pocahontas. It, so like it, it like like I, it's just kind of crazy, like to to tell kids they can't be these characters because their skin tone isn't right. the same. You are that is I feel like that is causing a divide that is saying that these things are different. Um, I think. Uh, Rihanna got in trouble for culture appropriation when she did that uh, magazine and she was dressed like a geisha. I genuinely didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, It's inspired by. These things are inspired by. These cultures are already well established. These cultures have beautiful things that I, I enjoy. I would like to like emulate, you know, like I, I get inspiration from it. So now I can't enjoy it because I'm not of that race. Like that doesn't really make sense. And then they want to dr- throw in the, the the what is her name, Julianne Huff when she went out dressed as Crazy Eyes from Orange Is the New Black, and she went in black. <laughs> See, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem because she knows like blackface is historically bad and you decided to well i mean i'm sure she didn't i'm sure she knows now but i don't think she knew at the time and if i'm being honest like bitch i've been in whiteface before me and my boyfriend we were just talking about um our halloween costumes (laughs) and um i was like oh do you want to be kissed because that's like a because we're going to be in new york so like i was like oh that's a travelable like very easy mostly makeup for people to get it you know like it's easily done it's not a lot and then I was like, actually, can I do it? Can I be in whiteface? <laughs> I'm going to do it. Cause fuck it. But like, it's like true. Like, it's like a, it's a weird thing because it's, it shouldn't be like, it's, it's just everything always ends up getting so fucking skewed because 
people want it to do that. You know what I mean? People like to, that is the easiest way to derail a movement. It's just apply doubt, apply other things. It's misinformation, all of that kind of thing. Um, and, and it's just gotten so far with like the costumes and stuff. It makes Halloween not fun anymore. It's like, I, if I'm dressing up as something, it's because I like, I idolize it. Like I, I like it. I want to like, I like, if I, I like it enough to be seen out as it, you know, but the, as far as like the, the blackface ship that even in that one movie, uh, what's that one movie? It's when that guy was in blackface. Jamie Foxx was in it. So I think that's why it was okay. I think that's why black people were like, uh, I think it was like Robert Downey Jr. He was in blackface. They were doing a movie and in the movie, the man was white and like from Australia or something. I haven't seen it, but my boyfriend was telling me about it. I don't fucking remember the name of the movie, but I'm sure people listening now are like, you dumbass. Like, but I don't know, because I guess that's like a really funny movie. And I don't think that, to be honest, I didn't know that he was in blackface because I've seen like clips and I've seen the the cover of the movie. I didn't know he was in blackface because I didn't care but (laughs) like that I wouldn't be offended by that I'm not offended by that it was for a movie it's actually like though they explained it to me because they were like do you want to watch it and I was like probably not and so I was like well what happens and so they explained like what like all transpires or whatever and I was like that sounds hilarious but now I can't watch it because you guys ruined it (laughs) but like shit like that does not offend me I don't know I I do have a thick skin I guess but I don't know, because then people call me sensitive when I'm cussing them out. But I think appropriation is, is a thing. I think it's all in the way that it's done. I think it sucks that it... <laughs> I think it sucks that, like... It has to be so regulated, because y'all don't know how to have it fun. It has to be so regulated. Right. It's just, I just got to take it too far. Right. That's the part for me, that it has to be, like, such a thing that we have to, like, be, like, watching over, like, fucking hawks. Like, obviously, if you're... Like, it's... Okay... Just like a small story about it. I have a friend we met in college and she would always wear bendies. Bendies are like, um, like Middle Eastern people wear them, like Muslim people wear them and the, the dot or like the jewels in the middle mm-hmm, of their forehead. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's beautiful. And I, she would always wear it because it's, it's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then it took someone to like, do you know what that is? And it's like, okay, she's very knowledgeable on what it is, like on, and what it means and where it comes from and like why. And mm-hmm. I think that she was just doing her own personal research on, you know, and embracing that culture, right? And she was like, well, if I'm embracing it and I'm liking it and I want to be a part of it and I'm, you know, displaying that, is it more of an issue that I'm doing that or the fact that you want to gatekeep, gatekeep and make it just only to your people, like only specific to your people? I, I have that same kind of question. Like, do we only want people to do what they like? Do we want people to not do what we do as a culture because we want to gatekeep it? you know, just specific to us? Or, or or why is it that we do it in general? Like, is it is it okay to keep it specific to us? Because, you know, it's ours. Or, like, what is it that makes it such a big deal at the of... It's what people do I, with it. It's what you're doing with right. people's culture. And I think that um, your friend, what was she? She's black. Yeah, I think she she was familiarized with... Who, bitch? Who knows, bitch? I might be transitioning, like... Is I'm vibing right, right, here. Right. Like if I'm I'm aligning right. with this, now are you saying that your culture is specific to you? Like you don't know. Like right. I mean it's valid for her to like the girl to ask you to maybe ask, yeah. yeah, maybe have a conversation with me. Don't come to check me, because that's how you get checked. <laughs> Screaming. But yeah, I mean that's the outcome of the situation. But um yeah. Right. 
No, I think in general, this is it's like such a sensitive topic because at the end of the day, I, I do feel a way. Black culture, our shit is so like big, like it expands over so much different shit that I mm-hmm. feel like I don't really have to like choose one part, I guess. But when I see other people like embodying that and they're, they may not be black, it just depends on how it's done. I can tell when it's like performative or like what the goal behind it was, you yeah. know? But kind of tell, yeah, like the like white bitches in the hood, <laughs> right? It's like Jordan's you know funny though, like you know, I've seen it both ways. I've seen like, okay, you're just a white bitch from the hood, you know, nothing different. Your mama yeah, is like, a white bitch from the hood, like, you don't know anything different, yeah. I also have seen it where it's like, you're a white bitch from the hood, but like, y'all moved here, and like, it ain't really got to give all of that. I can tell when you come in and just mm-hmm. trying to fit in versus this is what you naturally like to do. And True. that's the issue okay. for me. Right. I don't give a fuck if you're black as well. You could be a black person from, I have black friends who are from Europe adopted by white parents and they don't act like regular niggas from the hood because they're not. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, they're it's, it's That's just <laughs> period. And that's what I'm saying. So like when you come into a specific environment and you try to embody something based off of, you know, the fitting in or because it looks cool, you're, you know, you can also be interested and intrigued and like it and learn about it before you just start putting on the costume. That's what becomes a costume versus you actually just being that kind of bitch. I think that's where people kind of have an issue when it comes down to like mm-hmm. costuming things. Like Halloween, I feel like it's kind of like, it's fine. Like it's Halloween, bitch. We're all dressing up, bitch. Fine. But like, <laughs> fine. <laughs> it is a thing. It is a thing if it's like, okay, you're this whatever person you have on these. Native American feathers, and you don't know shit about shit, and you're acting a fucking ass. You look a mess. Like, that's offending people. When we go see a black person do some dumb ass shit, you be like, nigga. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's still your bitch. You know, you're like, nigga. Like, or like, even like, I'm we'll see so. some shit on the internet, or like somebody does something bad, or somebody does something stupid, you like, you know, and yes, they were. You know what they mean? Like, yes, they were white. Like, you know, there's, there's that kind of like stigma. That's a thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's more so just about making yourself look stupid or not. If it's done well, you're doing it, and it's like the intention behind it is like a pure thing, fine. I'm not pressed about it. It's just more so when it feels performative to me is what I'm, is what I'm saying. Yeah. That's all. I get that. Yeah, that's facts. It's, that's period. <laughs> Are you ready to yeah. get into our main topic? So, Jalen. What do you think a romantic relationship is? Like, what do you think constitutes a romantic, that, like, a boyfriend-girlfriend partnership? What is that? If this was me a couple years ago, I would say the title. Me now is more so the intimacy. A couple years ago, this would have been switched. I would have said the intimacy and then now the title. But now it's it's flipped. For me, it's more so I can sit up here and say all day, like, yeah, I'm just dating someone. And, you know, it's not serious. We could That could be true. And then we could have a very intimate, close relationship. Like, we're close friends. I could talk to you about anything. I trust you. You know, all the things that would make up you being intimate with somebody besides, like, physically, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can be vulnerable with you. I can do things with you that I wouldn't do with everyone. You know, whatever. It's, it, there's a trust there. There's a level of intimacy there. I think, because intimacy doesn't have to just be sex, obviously. We're all adults here. I hope y'all know that. Who's listening? But, yeah, <laughs> just when I say, like, intimacy, I mean, like, 
letting somebody into, you know, the innermost workings of how you think and how you feel. Mm-hmm. That's what I think a romantic relationship is because honestly, right now, just being transparent, I am single, but I'm dating someone and I don't even know if I can say that it's serious or not, but I can say that I do trust them. I am intimate with them in more than just a physical way. And there is a vulnerability there that I have with them that I don't have with everybody else. So to me, that is a romantic relationship. Are you my boyfriend? Are you my fiance? Are we getting married? Are you my girlfriend? You know, whatever the labels are. I don't know. Probably not. We haven't talked about that yet, but it has broken a wall past just you're somebody that I've had sex with or someone that I'm cool with that that I've been out with, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know because, I mean, I've only been in, uh, this is my first serious relationship and it's been a year and it's been, um, it's been interesting, honestly, just the, the things you learn about yourself when you're sharing a life with someone um, is interesting. But prior to this year, I probably, yeah, I definitely think that I identified more as like polyamorous um, because like growing up, for one, I've always liked older men. So she like, like pawpaws, y'all. All the pawpaws, no, y'all hear that? No, <laughs> no, that's too old. That's too old. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I think like max 10 years older than me, I think. I like that. Um, I could do that. Yeah. So I've always been attracted to older men. I just like grown men. Like they always look good to me. Um, But as a child, (laughs) you can't really. And I grew up on Dateline NBC, How to Catch a Predator. So like I was very much, very much aware of how wrong that was and how if someone at that age is into someone at my age, like they're sick. Yeah, yeah, we shouldn't be like because I'm a child and I watch Hannah Montana and recess when I get home from school. Like, we probably shouldn't be vibing because my dad's at work, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> but um, so like I didn't date or anything like that um when I was a kid. Like I had crushes and stuff, and I always had crushes of threes. So like there was always be like one one that I would like pine. Like I would like oh like oh this stars and the moon if and i probably talked to him like one or two times and then there's like the other one that i know and like i kind of like but like whatever like i'll just talk to them because i like the attention and then um the third one i'm not really at all like that interested in but they are very 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 interested in me and very nice to me (laughs) and that was typically like someone within my age group um (laughs) so like that was fine. Um, and so like, I would always like kind of like multiple people at once and I didn't really date or anything because I just didn't feel comfortable doing it in my like family's home because I don't know, it, it just, that's no, just weird. I don't want to think about, I just don't want to think about like relationship stuff. Like I don't do anything when I'm in my parents' home. Like, it's just, I can't, I can't get myself into that mindset if I'm being honest. It's so weird. <laughs> So obviously, when I moved to New York City at 22, <laughs> shorty, had I a became good time. a whore. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, <laughs> I respected myself, and I did whatever I wanted to 
whenever I want it to. So at the end of the day, I walk away from my whatever situation feeling empowered and right. It wasn't always like a great time, you know, because like dating is like not great, but. I, did, I never right. wanted, like, I never was in, like, an actual relationship with anyone, and I never was just talking to one person. I don't think, this is literally the first, first, first time in my life I'm literally only talking to one person. And um, I realized that I'm not actually polyamorous. It's that I was just getting different things from each, pe- each person. And now that you like. Yeah, things that I liked, like I like this about you, like that about you. And I like basically like built something that I liked. And I really only would go on dates when y'all were busy, like when my friends were busy. Like I didn't, it was just like a filler thing because relationships, like I always felt like a relationship was the most suffocating idea (laughs) because like I like just like my parents, you know, they they, growing up, they, they, it was a very loving marriage, but my dad was always at war. So like my mom spent a lot of time alone and that, that kind of sucks. So it's like, okay, well, this is a partnership where they actually like each other and there is mutual right. respect and they, they actually have a partnership, you know? Um, and they don't even get to be together. So it's like, that sucks. And then everything on like TV and stuff, it's like always like the woman in her late twenties and she's like trying to find a man and she wants to have a baby. And it just all seemed so pathetic to me. Like, that's so like, right. It is though. Yeah, it was like women always and in still movies, like it's always they're searching for love. And I feel like I got so much love and fulfillment from my friends that I didn't need to search for that, I guess. Like it really Uh just wasn't. And I knew that I I just didn't have a crush on anybody at school like that. I just didn't. I liked grown men (laughs) like I I really I always have. and so once I like started dating and stuff and I was starting to get to know people and I was like, oh, well, I like this about him. So we can like go and do this when I feel like doing this, when I'm in this mood and when I'm in that mood. And that's how I right. thought that's how I thought I would just be for the rest of my life. Um, right. Now. It's completely different because I feel. Like the so like I wouldn't cheat because that's not the like the agreement in my relationship. Right. Like my boyfriend's not right. polyamorous. Um, and we discussed that. So like, I wouldn't cheat based because of that, but also I don't want to. So it's like weird, like how you can go from like needing to like, kind of have like multiple people to kind of be like, okay, cool. Thanks guys. Like, I feel you. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, like in one now I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all there. It's, it's emotional. It's, you know, the, the attraction, it's it's literally like the most well-rounded relationship I've ever had in my life. Um, he's like probably the most supportive person I've ever met. Like, I'm really, really, really that. very grateful for him. And he's so patient because, bitch, I'm crazy. <laughs> but like, it's just, crazy. it's, it's, um yeah. So I would think that now I think relationships are, Pretty, pretty nice. I get it. I get why people want it, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. No, I get it. I like that. I think, I don't know. For me, in relationships, I definitely have had, so we'll just break this down. I've had three serious relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been single for like, single again. like a year and almost a half. But yeah, I was in, so 17 to 20, 
I got my first boyfriend. We were together for three years. And then, like a dummy, 20, like the end of my 20th, like the end of my 20th, being 20, I got with another person. <laughs> end of being we dated for, We dated for three years. And then I moved to New York when I was 23. And then, like, right after that, I got, like, right before I turned 24, I got with my last ex. And that was, like, two and a half, three years. So it's safe to say I have a three-year curse. I think that... <laughs> I don't know. In those relationships, I can honestly say that, I don't know. I think we were just growing the fuck up and shit changes in those years. Like I'm 27 now. And obviously from 17 to 20, you go through changes. 20 to 23, you go through changes. 23 mm-hmm. to 27, you go through changes. So I think that <laughs> this was like a time of change. And so shit didn't last. But I will say that I did think about the idea of polyamory at a point in time. Because I was like, okay, damn, every time I get with one person, like, we're great until the little stage of honeymoon phase is over, then it's like, fuck, there's so many things I could be getting from you that I want, you know, that other people may have. I don't know. I think that that, once I kind of, like, to me, it was more so of a thing that I had to get together within myself. It's like, okay, cool. Just because I meet you and I like you and things go well for this amount of time doesn't mean that you're supposed to be, like, the person that I'm with for the long haul, you know? Some mm-hmm. things, some people are just experiences. Some things are just experiences for you to learn from. And I think that that's kind of, that was like my downfall about that. But yeah. I do think that, honestly, I think about it now, polyamory is too fucking much for me. I could barely deal with one motherfucker and keep them happy along with myself too. Bitch, see, three, four, five, fuck. Well, <laughs> like, see, here's the thing though. Like, I actually do think that, um, um, I'm fully capable, like, I'm fully capable of having feelings and having emotional connections with more than one person. So, like, I, I, I genuinely do, like, um, polyamory is not, like, oh, like, I'm not fulfilled by one person. It's just, right, I don't right, know, right. Just, it's just, like, a range. You can feel like with, with more than one, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I just agree. saying, like, maybe, like, it, it was definitely 120% me in my early 20s, like I 100% really believe that because they, I had very nice experiences with, you know, whom I ever I did, you know, like it was like, it was mutual respect and all of that. And, and it was never, it was just what I personally wanted for my early 20s. Like that's, that's it. And I just so happened to get into a relationship where that is not what my partner is. And so I have to respect that, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, so that's not to say that, like, polyamory is, like, an excuse for not being, like, fully happy by No, by not at all. I think, <laughs> I think, I've seen people be super fulfilled and happy in polyamory. I'm saying, personally, to me, I, like, and also, I think it just depends on, on what your relationship is within that polyamory. Some people have, like, committed relationships with multiple people. I don't think mm-hmm. I can do that because that's crazy. I could deal with multiple people, but I can't commit to multiple people and, like, Commit to keeping you happy and fulfilling you, bitch. I yeah. barely do that for myself right now. I'm 27. I don't want to live together. <laughs> no, I just want you to be free on Wednesday. Yeah, so I think I think that's super important. I also think that in within like romantic relationships, it is important to actually have those discussions. I think that mm-hmm. people meet and they just kind of be like, okay, cool, I like you, you like me, things feel great. And even if someone tells you some shit that you may not like or see like red flags or whatever that you may. People kind of still go along with it just because for the sake of having, like, somebody there, I guess, or, or the relationship in general. I and feel like that's it's what a I shame be trying to run away thing, from. 
people people feel shame, you know, because they mm-hmm. like if you tell someone like I if I like when I tell someone like oh I'm polyamorous, they assume that I just be having sex with whoever. Like I, that's really like I just have sex with any and everybody. And it's like I don't know why you would ever think that it was even remotely yeah. possible for you to get up in this hot box. <laughs> But it is not. It's my hot have, pocket. Yeah, I have no problem letting you know that right off the bat. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's connections with actual people. It's like this specific person. I'm so sorry. I have no idea who the fuck you are. Please leave. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so getting into romantic relationships, just because you have, you're in one right now. I'm, mm-hmm. I don't know what I am. We're going to leave that open to talk about. But um, <laughs> what do you feel about wait like, wait really quick really quick just because what you just said how how did that like that because you're like basically in like the talking phase or whatever right yeah how long does the talking phase last can you tell yeah. me that because no bitch i'm asking it, you because you're in it <laughs> bitch i don't know that's why i said everything's up in the air for me i don't fucking <laughs> i'm well, trying to i'm trying to move out of doing what i usually do but my previous relationships, I've been in each of them for three years. That's what I mm-hmm. said. So mm-hmm. for me, each time I'll meet them. So the first one I was in college, I met him. We kind of we met at like orientation, like the college visit thing Damn, or whatever. First and then day. I went. No, we did. And then I moved. I went home, of course, because you go visit first. And then I went home for two months, and we kept in contact. And then I moved to college. And then this is really dumb, y'all. Do not do this. I'm just giving y'all my truth. I moved to college. I moved to college. He moved that day too. Um, I got an email from like the school saying, "Hey, last minute room assignment changes. If you have, like, if you know anyone with the free like space that you want to move to that space, like, email us." Well, we had been talking for like three months at the time. His roommate never showed up to his dorm. He had like a two bedroom apartment dorm. I had a four bedroom apartment dorm, so it was like. Less people, yeah. you know, at his, a better little uh, dorm hall, whatever. So, obviously, like, that's what I did. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to move over there. He was like, yeah, I'll do it. We dated for three years. We spent that first year in that fucking two-bedroom apartment. Mind you, yeah, we had two rooms, but obviously, I didn't sleep in my own room. Like, that's not how that was going. So, <laughs> I did that for three years. The shit crashed, whatever. The second relationship we met um at some like fashion shit in dallas mm-hmm. and then i don't i think we met in like shit august like july by mm-hmm. september we were together december we had got an apartment then my recent ex we did a long distance for a year mm-hmm. i would go there once a month he would come here once a month and then we moved in and then everything went to shit so i yeah. think it's safe to say that when you move with someone it can go to shit if you don't have the right foundation built yet yeah. so I don't know how long the talking phase should last, is what I'm saying. I just I'm think you should just to... be immediately moving in with people. <laughs> Bitch, I did it quick. I did it quick the first time in like three months. The second time I did it in like six months. And the third time I waited a year. Bitch, I just don't think I should live with anybody ever at this point. It's just <laughs> we're not gonna, if we're dating, you can't live with me at all. But I mean, yeah, maybe. Like Whoopi Goldberg. I don't want nobody in her house. That sucks though, because I like to be around. Like I like to be around. I like for people to be around. I don't know. I right now I can say it's been. Let's see. Bitch, you had that thumb up for a minute. Non-counting ass. Okay, so it's been like four months, five months. 
It's been five months. Which is not a long time, but it's long enough to... I, it's long enough for me to say that I fuck with this person, and it's consistent. I'll say that. <laughs> is it exclusive? As for the rest, ooh, I don't you know. know. <laughs> I, I've had very exclusive relationships, so I'm trying to do things different. This time, it's not a secret. Like, they're not a secret. I'm not like, no one can know, but I don't... Like, we'll, we'll go out on dates and we go places. Like, I've invited them to do things with me. And, like, it's where people would see us, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, going to be, like, affectionate and shit. But it's not giving, hey, everybody, this is my man. This is who, it, you know, it's not giving that. It's just, and not that it can't. I'm just honestly horrified and mortified for it to go to shit. Because I can't do another three years with somebody that I really fuck with. And it ruined me. Like, bitch, yeah. you were here. Last time I got stabbed. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I know. Yeah, I was, I mean, the the other one too, yeah, because we were neighbors Um, with that other, the first, uh, the one in New York. Yeah. Oh, that first one sent me Yeah, and that's jail. when we first became friends. Yeah, that was bad. That was But really he bad. wasn't a boyfriend. I'll give you that. He wasn't a boyfriend. That was like, well, he was, but he wasn't. Like, he, he it wasn't giving that, like, like, we had met and we knew each other for a few months and we dated for a few months and I didn't like it anymore and he did not like it. I did not like it. So yeah, yeah. Shorty started. Like, yeah. The craziest part was stalking you, like coming into work and shit. That was crazy. Bro. You know what's so bad? Like, because I don't really like, I don't think that I um, really like, I don't, I don't want to say that I didn't connect with like um, the like people that I have dealings with, but. I do think that it was like a, um, I can think of one, but that was like a heinous situation. <laughs> that went to flames, you know. But um, <laughs> I can't think of like a, situ- a situation to where we spent so much time together, like that there was enough time for me to develop, like to see red flags or something, you know. I think just because I wasn't looking for a relationship with people, I wasn't able to picture like like what I even wanted for a partner. So it was hard. It's like it's hard to picture what I don't if I don't even know what I want, if I don't want a partner like, you know, so I'm not looking for bad stuff. I'm not looking to analyze you and how you would fit in my life. I'm looking to go to the bar, (laughs) you know. Um, Right. But. um, With your situations. The last one. If I'm being honest, I still don't see any red flags. <laughs> no, no one does until. Well, okay, I'm gonna give it to you. I, I have. You the- didn't see any red flags because they know how to pick and choose who to do it around. Because all my other friends have a list, but me and you, I think we give such a like. Even when when we hang, like mm-hmm. and how we like do our little hangout and like our party shit it's very light like we don't really do like i mean we talk about it on our personal time but it's not giving like when we're out we go out we have a good time we go home you know it's not really giving yeah it's hot like it's not a lot of room yeah that's true it's a lot of laughs and good times it's a lot of like right but that's because we're going out and also like it would be with your partner and stuff and so and you're yeah. similar to me in the way that you keep things like not purposely, but you're just a lighthearted, fun bitch. Like you want to yeah, talk yeah. shit. Nothing have can fun. really it's fuck up giving, the night. Yeah. Right. It's not giving room to be like insecure or jealous or yeah. you know the shit that, that was happening. True. That is true. You know. Yeah, because I'm like your so, regular I mean, friend. <laughs> which is funny that you say that because those are the ones that. Now we have a podcast is. together. <laughs> right. 
yeah, it was insane. Funny. But no, yeah, I, I the red flags were. I'll say this for me: the red flags were not there until like seven months in. But at least there, I'll say this: the red flags that I saw. Mm-hmm. When I once I think about it now, I'm like, oh shit! From the beginning, it was that. Yeah, you, yeah. We're not even gonna go into that because that's mean. But for from sure. the beginning, it was that. You know what I'm saying? So it gives. It makes sense, and I'm also just, like I said, it was somebody that I was with for three years. I loved them at a point in time. I was in love with them at a point in time. I'm not here to, like, shit on them. It's just more so of, like, it was very obvious in the way that it was not going to work out. It was very obvious, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, hindsight is really, like, (laughs) great, thanks. Because, I mean, the situation could have been, like, I mean, it ended avoided. badly, but it, it and it could have been avoided, and and it could have just ended badly too, you know. And it could have ruined yeah. his life and your, like, ended it yours, sure you know. Could. So it's like yeah. that. It's that genuinely blew my fucking mind because I was like, who? <laughs> what? Girl. What? Girl. It's just yeah, so it's like Shit. how do you how do you prepare? Like, what are like? And then also it's like, it's hard to see red flags with a person that you're not interested in, you know? Because I feel like the second that, you know, I feel like maybe like if I've ever had like an itch to like get a boyfriend, I don't know, like maybe Mm -hmm. I want to like do like cute, like relationshipy shit. Like I want to do fall shit or something, you know? Then I'd be like, oh, maybe like who would I want to like go with me who would I put on my Instagram you know and it's like oh not you because this isn't this 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 like you know it's like I can formulate some fucking red flags and pull shit out of my ass but it's because I don't actually I'm not invested into you but like when it's someone that you are into it's so when you're in it like you're in the thick of it it's like what red flags because I think right now I would 100% say like a year into my relationship, my, me and my boyfriend are living together, and I would 100% say that he's perfect. And, like, he has flaws, but, like, yeah, so, like, they're not, like, they're not, right. it's not. It's like not anything, detriment. like, damaging or, like, It's not, you like, know, like, hardcore character flaws, you know what I mean? Right. He just doesn't know oh, he, like, how that. big he is, so sometimes his limbs just be, like, on me too long, and it makes my leg go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. But it's yeah. it's so hard to, and I feel like I maybe I was in love with him too, because <laughs> we we did we had so much fun like uh it's so sad that it happened that way but no it's funny because it it was weird not weird it was just funny to watch everybody in my circle be like we don't know how to take this I'm like girl do what you do and I think that it shook everybody that I didn't give a fuck as much like mm-hmm. I didn't give a fuck about the side choosing I really don't one thing about me I'm a Leo I was raised an only child I don't give a fuck you can come or you can't it's really up to you what you do. But it was more so of like, yeah, this shit happened. We're done. And you know what's funny? We got back together after that. Y'all knew <laughs> that. But yeah. for a short amount of time, whatever. And just because I didn't know what I wanted or not. But yeah, yeah I think it definitely that's when was I started to thing. get nervous, though, because it was like, OK, like the, the, that's that's a red flag. <laughs> that's yeah. the one that you need to see. That's the one oh, that, that I needed to see to be like. So I don't really need to hear, you know, the details of your situation. I just know that this was the outcome of one of your situations and that can't, it can't happen happen again. again. And (laughs) you guys should not be doing this. Like, it's just, that's that. Like, once it comes to that, it's like, okay, this is a line that has officially been crossed. Right. But 
you're an adult and I can't make your decisions for you. For sure. I think when you think you love somebody and I I, not even think I did at a point in time, it was a thing. I think that it's so many things, like you said, it just kind of like dims your, your, like it fucks up your vision. It like clouds your vision on like what's really real and like what should and shouldn't be. I mean, obviously now looking back at it and like I even saw this person recently and I it was funny to watch myself be like fully healed and like nonchalant about any of it that happened I'm honestly so grateful if you like when I think about it this is sad to say but so much good shit happened I don't say because of that but like right after that it was like as soon as I'm done with your ass and I move on and I heal from my shit blessings times 10 you know Mm -hmm. I don't know what their life is like and I don't wish any bad on them but I don't see them you know, so it's like, yeah, whatever was going on, it happened how it's supposed to happen. It is what it is. I just think that it's really, um, relationships you, can be very, very hard. Period. Do you know why I think it is like, it is that, um, where like you're able, when you're ready to walk away from a situation, that's mm-hmm. like when it's over kind of thing. It's because, mm-hmm. you know, like at the end of the day, you tried, you know how patient you've been, you knew like. You knew what the situation was. You knew how you reacted. You know who you are as a person. And you knew that it was, like, time for you to, like, go about your way. You know what I mean? Like, so you knew that because you're an understanding person, you knew that the situation, um, that it got to the point of that where you now know, like, you now know that you, you were not wrong. You feel validated that you've done your best when you walk away it's like no because i actually can sleep at night knowing that i tried is basically that i tried exactly exactly literally that's probably the like most accurate thing that it took a second obviously but it was like you know what i noticed that i'm eating a lot more when i'm alone i don't have any responsibility to make someone's shortcomings feel less of like a shortcoming to them it's just so many things that i don't have to do outside of myself to make someone else feel valid for themselves because honestly that's like a i'm here to reassure obviously when you love someone you want to reassure them but what i can't do is build yeah but you already have to have that i'm reassuring you yeah i I can't i have it's called reassuring i can't Mm -hmm. assure i I can reassure you know once you do your part and it crashes you did your part is all you can really do so that's kind of just where i was at with it i think that now Watching myself go through all those things with those people, it is just super important that I think in relationships in general that there are boundaries. And people think that mm-hmm. boundaries are like, boundaries in itself kind of sounds like abrasive, but it's not. It's yeah. more so just like the lines that you don't want to cross to hurt somebody else or put them in a, situ- in a position to not feel the best that they can feel with you. You know what I'm saying? That's really it. I think that boundaries are probably the most important thing that I've like, that's what I've taken away from all this the past few years is to set those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that boundaries honestly defeat codependency. And to me, codependency is the number one ruiner of relationships to me. For sure. It and is, I though. Say, yeah, Once I you say need that somebody, it applies a whole nother level of pressure, for sure. Exactly. And yeah. once you always want you, somebody in your life. I don't ever want to exactly. need anyone. Yeah. You know what's funny with my ex? I will always say that. Like, 
you want me to need you so bad. I just want you. I just choose you. Like, yeah. And I'm not here to say that he needed me. Right. I'm not here to continue saying that or give that person their truth, but mm-hmm. it's just weird to know that codependency was really like I say that all the time. Like, I think that that was the ruiner of our relationship was the fact that everything had to be like, well, dependent on the other. And it's like, damn, like mm-hmm. it's we're two different people. Yes, we can move as a unit, but there's interchangeable parts of the unit. Do your yeah. part. You know what I'm saying? And then we can work together as a whole. So, yeah, so- boundaries have to be set for me. So with all of this in mind, you know, all of this, this stuff you're giving us, why wouldn't you just apply that to your current situation? You know, apply this, you, this self-assurance, this knowledge, this awareness to what those situations were. Because like you said, um, for me, yeah, it was out of nowhere, but you knew the whole time, you know, the red flags were there. You were just choosing to ignore them. So it's like, Mm -hmm. how, how do you, how do you apply that going forward into this relationship because now it, like approaching it with uncertainty and like this like back and forthness almost feels like a detriment before it can already before it can even you know actually have its own story in your life you know mm-hmm. I think I'm just gonna be honest and transparent with you I think that fear is a thing I mm-hmm. don't want to fuck anything up or anybody up or myself um i also just feel like for the first time i'm not thinking ahead about something i think that generally like just a little insight on me like a lot of the times with my life i've had to like make shit shake so i can survive right mm-hmm. and so it really wasn't giving like so i could feel good it was more so like so i could survive you know right i think that now it's not in that same space anymore. So I, I'm just still kind of shell shocked. Like, fuck, I can have a good time with you and it just be good. Or yeah. I can and have a good time with you and not think about, okay, well, in six months, are you going to want to be in a relationship with me? Are we going to move to like, it just doesn't have to have any, it mm-hmm. doesn't have, to have anything attached to it. So I think that yeah. I'm on that spectrum. Maybe I'm leaning too much into not having to like think about anything, just kind of letting it flow. Yeah, um, I think you should. Right, and I think that's kind of what I'm doing. So I think that I'm yeah, just that makes sense. Trying to find more of a balance with mm. going for what I want and then letting things be what they need to be, you know? Yeah. Okay. And so I think that's kind of like I'm just in that in that middle phase with it. Like the person that I'm talking to right now, it's cool, it's great. Like I, I honestly can't really find any big major issues. I mean, small shit that I could probably say is the fact that like. You know, personally, like my, I am a leader. I guess like I typically like <laughs> lead situations, and I'm saying that with like the most, like a like, job interview. Ugh. I am a leader. I no, know how to it, direct a team. You everybody, can leave, and I will take back. care of everything. And then they leave, and you smoke the building out. <laughs> Period. Literally, that'd be me. But yeah. no, I I think that generally when I come into relationships or just situations, honestly platonic situations i feel like it's easier for me to kind of take a back seat or i'm mm-hmm. not usually expected to be like the leader i guess relationships i've noticed that i've been more of a leader uh, like or dominant in these situations so it kind of um, people get comfortable with that role yeah. that yeah. side of me and yeah. that's always people like being taken up. care of I'm like bro and that shit eats me up because i'm like 
so do I. And yeah. so, oh. like, meet me somewhere. And because, like, I mean, I think it's more so because I've really not. I, it's not, like, a sad thing. But, like, I've always had to take care of myself. I left my house. For sure. 16, For sure. You know? yeah. Like, it's never been a thing to be like, okay, I can go here and get whatever I want and kind of just sit and sit around and, like, let it be what's going to be. I really haven't had that time where people kind of show me. I always have to show them. So mm-hmm. I think moving into this new space, I'm more so trying to, you know, uh, introduce more of a 50-50 versus the 80-20 because I know that part of this is not their fault, though. Part of it is mine because I am, like, if you want something done right, you do it yourself. And I feel like with me, I kind of like, if I want it done a certain way, I'm just going to do it myself. So like, yeah, if I want to go out tonight. I don't want you to take me somewhere shitty that I don't like. So I'm going to tell you, here's where we're going to go. Here's what I, I already have it together. But, you know, that mm-hmm. doesn't really give room for them to kind of figure shit out for you on the opposite end. And then I find myself being like, fuck, I'm always initiating this. I'm always initiating that. I'm always the one. So I think moving forward to this new situation, I'm trying to just find more of a balance with with giving and receiving. I think yeah. I'm, I give a lot because I... I don't want to say have a lot in the w- terms of like I'm a rich ass bitch, to offer. Me, but right. I just know what I want. I know what I want to do. I have an idea. I think a lot of people don't really have an idea of things. They just kind of sit. Like I can mm-hmm. ask my friends, like, what you want to do? We don't know what you want to do. I'm like, bitch, it's not <laughs> always what I want to do. Give me something, something, you know? So right. I think that that's what I'm trying to work on as of now is just allowing. And not putting too much stress or pressure on myself to make things not be how they were before. Because I, that was a thing, too. I didn't want to repeat my previous relationships with, with anybody new, you know? Because think, they were so fucking tumultuous. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is you're dating. And yeah, dating yeah. is literally the foundation of your relationship. It's the best part. Um, when my boyfriend and I started dating, it was during COVID because we're wildin' and we met on the internet too. So like extra wildin'. <laughs> I went out and extra met a stranger. Wildin'. Yeah, I met a stranger during a pandemic and the date went so well, we made out. <laughs> I love first that. First date. I kissed a stranger on the first date. So the COVID Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I live with him now, so I guess I kind of knew, right? But like, she knew what she was doing. Well, what was fun about it was like we had to kind of be creative because we were like dating, but everything was close. And Washington is so beautiful. So we would just like go to like meet at parks and like all of that. And just it was just we would have to like come up with like actual plans and like figure things out. And like it was like nice, like working with him and like finding places and like because he's from here and I had never been here before. So I was like trying to like see new things and stuff like that and so it was just nice for us to have those moments and stuff and already like kind of working Mm -hmm. together so it was like cute Mm -hmm. um and so all of our first dates like kind of feel like special you know so it's it's nice to have like those moments to reflect on when he leaves the toilet seat up or something you know what i mean (laughs) but you know what i mean when it's just like (laughs) um but Oh, do you have you ever like dated though? Like ever? Like have you ever Honestly, been like on a date during this like year yeah. of being single? Yeah, I have. Okay, so I have moved to LA briefly for like oh, yeah. five months, and I 
dated someone there and no bitch i'm not saying date that you like that was like a many you get in many like no <laughs> we were dating we went out we did not spend a night at each other's house like that that's, too much it was no, very like no. i saw you once or twice a week jayla what that's not that's not dating. That's not the dating that I'm talking about. Like in I mean, I get how you piece that. Did we from go like me. out on dates? No, bitch. Hold up. <laughs> when I I see how like okay. me talking about the first dates with me and my boyfriend is how you pulled that. But no, bitch. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying just going out like on one or two dates with somebody. I'm not saying like forming Oh, uh, a routine with oh. something. Yeah, yeah, no, you and that oh, one was cute. See, I'm really sad about here's that. Here's my problem. Here's yeah, you don't my, do no, that. that one that one was not fucking cute, bitch. I can't believe you just said that. Birds are gonna be nosy, so okay. If you go say it, say it. I'm about to say it. Okay. I met this person the right when I got to LA, like January. Mm-hmm. We went out on dates, it was cute. A couple months in, I started noticing red flags about, like, their... With me, I'm a very secure person when it comes down to my identity and who I am and, like, what I put off. This person mm-hmm. seemed like that. And then we got on more than just a couple of days, and I started peeping shit that obviously meant the other. Oh, and good. I did not say shit about it. I just let this person be because I was like, you know what? I can't tell somebody about their identity. I would hope that they figure it out or be, you know, acknowledgeable. Also, you're not my real man yet. So it's not like I, I just didn't have the comfortability to tell them anything about themselves like that yet. Right. Basically, um, over the months passing of us dating, I realized more and more and more of how I could not fuck with it. And then I moved back to New York because I was just over LA. I hated LA. Yeah. Your um, was up. Period. They came here. And mm-hmm. I didn't even recognize who the fuck they were. Like, I have a right to feel how I want to feel about, like, what I want to commit to or not. But I didn't want to commit to someone who wasn't sure about their identity and, like, who they were and their placement in their life for who they are. Like, it's one mm-hmm. thing to be, like, young and us figuring out. We're all drifting. We're all trying to figure it out. But it's like when you're, like, emulating other people consistently or trying to build who you think that you are based off of, like, an aesthetic from social media, I can't do that. It's still a beautiful person, no shade. Like genetically, you're not an ugly motherfucker. We're not gonna do that. That's what I was that's why I was very fearful because honestly, these surgeries are actually really like body dysmorphia is very, very, very real. I know I like I it's have real. it. Like bitch. I yeah, I yeah. So yeah. It, it's 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 very sad to see some people who are very, very just naturally insanely beautiful and they can't see that themselves you want to know what the issue is sad that it matters so much honestly it's the outside validation because this for this person when i met them and how they explained to me who they were it was Mm -hmm. very much like i'm a healer i'm into my crystals i'm spiritual i am such a person about self-love and self-care and i'm like oh my gosh this is great because i've never met anybody like this everyone that i date is always super insecure or fucking jealous and wants to either be a bitch or kill a bitch So I'm like, (laughs) once it boiled down to it, I was like, oh, my God, like, you're not who you said you were. And I'm watching you do a lot of little things that, like, don't align with who you say you are. So I have to get the fuck up out of here. And, you know, all love to this person. I don't know if they listen or not. I'm sure they'll figure it out if they do. But, ugh. That is a very New Yorker goes to L.A. story. (laughs) It pissed me off. I was just like, wow, everyone wants to be surgeryed out which again i am so pro whatever the fuck anybody wants to do like i don't yeah. think surgery is bad at all but 
to me, there's no but to me, this person was literally perfect and like mm-hmm. outside at least Same. visually. And they did the most to like I watched I know why they did it too. Like I I listened to them tell me the whys. I watched them tell me the whys. I also watched them do these surgeries and get these surgeries when they could be putting their coins towards things that matter because they needed to make sure those things were together first. And I'm just like, wow, your priorities were fucked because you did this to be liked, you know, out externally versus like the things that should be you should be taken care of actually. But, you know, another one bit the dust and that sucked. But we definitely yeah. dated and we went out on a couple of dates and we didn't want a lot of dates, but we went out on dates and we just like kept it very, very not too serious until the end. And I think that it just ruined it. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe I shouldn't be serious. I don't know what the issue is, but yeah, I think you I do know go that on dates. Because <laughs> I was just literally, be like, can you name a funny dating story? But like, it's like you just get in many. It's like, oh no, this was a mini relationship. Like, and it's like, damn, Jayla, ugh. <laughs> Ask me. My Libra, my Libra is in Venus. Give me a funny date story though, because you do definitely date, and I well, you have dated. Now your relationship, we love Bay, but give me the funny date story. Um, to be honest, this is probably one of my favorite dates ever. Um, I had met this dentist, (laughs) and I was like, "Ooh, bitch, finna get some veneers." Um, Period. But he (laughs) he was very cool. Um, he had like a little office in Queens, and I was like, "I'm not going to Queens." Um, just because I don't want to. No offense to Queens. It's just far. Um, <laughs> so um, he like Ubered. I had gone on a couple dates with him. Um, I had gone on. Oof, I think I'd gone on like two. But I had met him like in real life through his job. <laughs> so like I was aware of him as a person. So he like sent an Uber to pick me up. <laughs> and um, we went to like a restaurant in his neighborhood. And then afterwards we went back to his apartment. And this man pulled out his guitar and bitch. He serenaded me. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to know the song he chose? What was the song, bitch? No. Hey there, motherfucking Delilah. From I'm start tolerant. to finish, bitch. And I'm just sitting there oh, on but, an acoustic but was it good? guitar. No, bitch. What? Like it's it's hey there, Delilah. Oh, like no, there's like it doesn't do even matter me? what you like. There's no real vocals needed for that song. It's just like you just got to kind of talk like a white guy. I feel you know. Hey there, Delilah. What's it like in New York City? You know what I, I mean? Sorry. That's what it was like. I was just like I was sitting there like, are you what? I'm really not going to get my veneers. Like this is really fucked up. I cannot look at you in the face after this. Like, I need to leave. This is horrible. It was, that was probably the hardest three minutes and 55 seconds of my life. Like, this man really went start to finish. But he honestly, like, her. reflecting on it is amazing. Yeah, that's the I don't know if he likes me or if he wanted that. me to leave. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> but yeah, he was, I will say, he was cool. outside of my little mini relationships, I think the funniest that I went on was we took acid and went to this little um it's called an art immersive playground it's in new york it's called zero space and it's like mm-hmm. this place where they have like hella lights and like just a bunch of like visual art stuff there. it's like super cool yeah, shit. Was, yeah for sure yeah i was tripped out the whole time that was probably the funniest thing literally i laughed the whole time and there was nothing to laugh at i was just as high as shit the whole time oh, so that's that, that, that was <laughs> that concludes my funny date story the rest weren't really funny if 
if there were funny ones, it was more so funny because I was pissed that it didn't go how I wanted it to go. Other than that. Damn, bitch. Why do why you, you just be looking for love or what? What is that? What do you think the difference is between, bitch. like, me going on a date versus you going on a date? Like, is, are you, so, like, are you just here, always dating with a purpose? Because I'd be dating to just, I like, I like so first dates. They look fun. I'm a first so dater. The thing is. I've getting I've gotten better. I when I would get asked on dates, I would always be like, yeah, and kind of just play it right, play it like play it to the left. I don't know why. I think it was like a selective thing. Like some people, I just don't want to go on a date with. It's like if I if I go on a date with you and I like you, and I don't like you, I'm gonna have to leave here with have went on a date with you, and I don't want to have gone on a date with you if I don't like you. <laughs> like it's very just like if I do go and I like you, we're gonna continue going on dates. So I don't know the dates that I've been on. Or the ones that I, like, seek out. Like, I don't know. I'll ask someone on a date, and then it'll go well, usually. If I hit them up and I want to hit them up, I usually keep it going. I mm-hmm. only kind of, like, make connections that I kind of want to keep going. I think that's probably yeah. the issue. I don't really think about it in terms of, like, okay, cool, a date. We'll go out and hang out and fuck around. If we're mm-hmm. friends, we can link up and hang out. Like, I've met people that I think potentially wanted to date me, but I just took it as, like, a hangout because I don't want to date you. You're friendly. You're cool. We can hang out. Maybe I just don't label it as a date. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Because Have you ever had a friend even... with benefits? Like any of that situation? Ooh, I have. And I did this, I think I was 21. Mm-hmm. I used to work at Forever 21, and I met this person who worked there, and we had like a brief uh, friend with benefits situation. And the thing is, it was brief, and then it then we stopped, and then we did it briefly again, and then we stopped. So it was very on and off for mm, some years with an s on it but it never Mm -hmm. got serious um i don't know i just i think when i do date people like if i'm gonna be like hey i want you in my space it's because i want you in my space like i really want you in my space for real versus just like i'm gonna fuck you and dip off or even just for the moment like i don't have to necessarily fuck you it just needs to if i'm gonna have you around enough to be at my house or be in my face that means i genuinely like you right so if I like you, typically when I like someone, it kind of goes the way I want. We date. I like them. It gets more serious, whatever. The issue is who I like. Maybe that's the problem. I be liking yeah. red flag ass motherfuckers. And that's probably the issue. Yeah. I mean, I've had like a, a friend with benefits situation only once. Be, but that, that shit is the dumb. Like, that is the dumbest. It's, it's so stupid. Wait. Don't do Do it. I know this part? I think I know. Yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. I know. I was like, fuck that <laughs> motherfucker, honestly. No, but on, him, like, here's the thing. I'm this is flattening his tires. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, it's it really it really doesn't even need even that amount of energy. You know what I mean? Um, it yeah. was just one of those things where it was what like two years, and it was a really, really, really convenient situation. Um, we were neighbors. <laughs> And then I, so like we met, we matched on um, Tinder and then we met at a bar in our neighborhood and then we realized that we were neighbors. Um, And so through that, it was like, oh, wow, you're like a three minute walk from my apartment. Like this is sick. So like, and our work schedule was the same. He got off at midnight. I would roughly get off around that time. Um, So we would always be available at the same time, you know? So it was like very, very, very convenient. We had- very similar interests in like tv shows it's very like surface level things and then we could also have differences but still like 
be be respectful kind of thing, you know, like the things that we didn't necessarily agree on. Um, right. It wasn't a big deal because we weren't like we weren't fighters. Like we're not I'm not an argumentative person, so I'm going to try to like avoid it anyway. Um, but also like certain things where you feel like you need to get your point across. Like we 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 disagree morally, I would say, like just like who we are as individuals. <laughs> not Right. I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm just saying that we're very, very, very different. Like, just like the mindset, you know, is very different. Um, but right. we have similar senses of humor. So it's like a weird situation. And then also like the mutual respect, which prevents anyone from, you know, kind of mm-hmm. going too far or whatever, I guess, like in any kind mm-hmm. of disagreement. So like, I don't know. The situation went on for way too long. And it was also on again, off. Um, but there was like the how it all <laughs> really got muddy. It was a harsh New York winter and I had moved to Bedsty and I was living in a fifth floor walk up, which is in it's the middle of winter and it was very like snowy and like it trains mm-hmm. down shit like that. Very hard to convince someone to come to you. And he was easy to convince to come to me. <laughs> so like we would, <laughs> so that's like kind of like reignited the whole situation and it's snowy. It's like just perfect for, you know, staying in and just hanging out. And as long as we're, you know, talking about like surface level comedy um, and all of that, like our fun interests, it's a very good time. Um, then it's fine. And then it, at, you know, the snow melted and started going outside and the person realized I'm a good fucking time. And, <laughs> and so then this right. person was like, Hey, what are you doing this night? And they just started showing up to my job. And like, not like it, not like in a creepy way, just like very, like I was very, yeah, cool hanging with out, it. Yeah, like I thing. obviously gave yeah. my address to my job, you know? So it, like, just like showing up and being around more and more. So then it just started to get a little bit muddy. <laughs> um <laughs> So and then and then lines started to get a little bit blurred. The the situation just really it just it gets too far, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So so then it started to become like, well, what is this? Like, what is this situation turning into? Because if I'm being honest, like it's kind of cool. Like we can disagree and still be respectful, but at the end of the day, we weren't actually getting into surface things. We were just like kind of being like, okay, agree to disagree kind of thing. And you can't agree to disagree in a relationship. Um, And so we just started, the more things started to change, the more we realized that we should have never hooked up. (laughs) Because if we were just friends that met up from time to time at a bar and just had a good time, it would have been it would have been fine. But I think because sex was involved, it made the whole situation. Drive it out a little more. Well, it made it different because then like when you, when you have sex with someone, like you're like things happen, like chemicals and shit. Like it's just, it's just, it changes things. I don't know why, but it does. So, and, and I, and I really don't like, I don't have anyone in my life that I've hooked up with. Like, I'm not friends with anybody that, but I, I believe it's because of that. Like, I'm just not a person that, I don't know, can, it's either this or that with friends and relationships, Mm -hmm. I guess. And like who I choose to hook up with. And I feel like this reason is a very big reason why, because it was just so, yeah, like (laughs) it was just so not worth 
all of the, the ending. The, the you know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah. energy. Because, I mean, honestly, it went on for so long because little to no energy was being put into the situation. So mm-hmm. that was like the biggest like red flag. It's like, okay, I'm actually feeling like I'm doing a little bit more mental work than I need to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's like kind of like a, a really big fear that a lot of people have, like losing yourself in a situation and and kind of that codependency where it's like, okay, well, we're right. doing this and we get along here and this, okay, well, maybe, I don't know, is this like, what do you think kind of, and everybody what kind of being just, yeah, like it's it's just so, right, right, right. it's so confusing because so much is like not talked about. So it's, I don't know. Right. It's just, it's not worth it. Uh, um, but what do you think the biggest lesson you've learned from a relationship is? Uh Ooh, the biggest lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll do two. I think number one. Ooh, I'll do, I'll make that number two. Number two. I'll start with the second one. Uh, your intuition and the way that you feel about things initially, um, when they are brought to you, is typically like seven times out of ten what's actually happening. Um, I think that, like you said earlier, like we kind of miss red flags and go over things because we like somebody or we love them, whatever that it may be. I think that's like one of the biggest things I should, that I wanted to pay attention to, that I should pay more attention to, which is just like my intuition and the way that I feel. Like energy does not lie. And it's honestly the nonverbal uh, communication that says everything for me. Um, I also think, I think my number one takeaway would be like lesson at least would be just to have like a home within yourself. I think that a lot of people get into relationships wanting the other person to complete them or like to be the missing piece. And I think that relationships in general should be an addition to your life. You know, I mean, you're born yourself. So anything outside of you is just extra. And I think that they should be an addition. So I feel like the foundation or the, the foundation that you set comes from you first. Like whatever you're trying to build with somebody comes from you first. So if there's, Two, two carpenters who are, like, barely equipped to build, trying to build, is going to be a shifty-ass house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, for sure. You have to make sure that your tools are sharp. You are where you are, where you need to be at least to be, um, you know, meet someone where they are to have, to meet someone where they are to, like, build, to build more, to build better, to, to yeah. do more. You've had relationships, but this is the one I've had dealings. Yeah, this had. is, like, yeah, a real relationship that I've had. And I think that... Um, What's interesting is like the previous situation where like it was like a friend with benefit situation that was just stupid. That was like on the tail end of me leaving New York City. Um, And so I've had this like kind of period from that point um, where like I've gotten to know myself and I kind of I kind of realized that like. What was really drawing me to that person is because I felt like he was like a manifestation. Uh, like he was like honest with me. Like he was like get telling me all of the like insecurities that like I, I, I like I about me, you know what I mean? Like it was like, and I'm not saying that he was verbally abusive. I'm just saying like, it was like just certain, I don't know. It's just certain instances that make you feel Every like it just I don't I don't know how to really describe it, but it's it literally just feels like this person is a manifestation of every insecurity I've ever felt in my life. 
And I feel like for me, being the kind of person that I am, this outwardly like strong, like big mouth bitch, um, and it's very genuine. That is very much who I am. But it kind of reminded me that there was a point that I was not okay with, you know, words and being bullied and like going through shit that I've gone through. I, 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 what, there was a period of trauma. There was a moment where these words affected me and it stowed away in my mental because I've, I've just kind of developed this like armor to it but it's still there and I still have to acknowledge it basically. Like I had to go through all of that to kind of bring it up for me to face it and move forward and just acknowledge it for my younger self. You know what I mean? Just, just to take care of those old wounds because that shit will actually haunt you in those situations. And it's very hard to make decisions when you don't trust yourself. You know what I mean? When you have this, this thing lingering in the back of your mind that you're avoiding and it's, it's, it's unavoidable. It's going to get you like the, and, and I, I really believe that because I am genuinely a person that will cuss you out from sunup to sundown. If I feel like you've disrespected me in any kind of way, but there was definitely a period of time, like in my childhood and stuff, just going to school, being around kids, kids are awful. All of my hair fell out when I was a child, like anything that made you different as a kid, people were going to drive you into the fucking ground, you know? And I think also, I think it's very important for people to live alone. I know it's very hard with this bitch-ass government and economy that we have, but it's very important to at least have like a full space of your own to where you can fully be yourself and get to know yourself. I feel like this last year when I lived alone, um was probably the most amazing the most amazing experience I've ever had because there were a lot of nights where like I cried myself to sleep but it was just because I was just allowing myself to feel things you know I would I would be able to just like not shower for like however long you know like and just sit there and just be me you know just be whatever and I didn't have to worry about affecting anybody and it was just like allowing myself to work through whatever it is I need to work through. And I don't think that if I did not have that time, I would be able to be in a relationship now, like in a, in a partnership and what my boyfriend has to offer me. I don't think that I would be as accepting of it had I not gone through all that I've gone through. Cause yeah. Even like through all of that work, I feel like it kind of wore down as like a, a a level of armor. You know, I feel like I don't actually have to be as cold or dismissive to people. Like I don't have to immediately just like cut people off because they've pissed me off or anything like that. Like I don't. It's not like an end for anything. You know what I mean? Like I, my boundaries have softened. My friends can hug me now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. No, I- Relationships are a fucking mess, and to anybody out there in one or contemplating getting on one, run. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Choose love all the time, all the time, all the time. Choose yourself all the time. Period. And that love better be within you first, because you can't give it to nobody or receive it from nobody if it's not within you first. You gotta love yourself if you could ever love me. Do you know this one? I do whatever it takes to turn this around. Hey, hey. I know what's at stake. Hey, I okay. know that I'm at 
Hey, bitch, that shit's a hit. The only song I know about love is Keisha Cole. What's the period? That's my shit, too. <laughs> but what the fuck is the name of that song? We gotta oh, bitch. find it. Whatever it takes. I'm screaming. I sang I it. By Lighthouse. That's oh, I hit. love Lighthouse. They have a song called You and Me that I like. And anyway. Here's year. We're in May. Sorry. <laughs> Little raspy ass niggas. Yeah, they anyway, got them hits. Yeah. Wow. Lighthouse. Download. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bitch. All right. I think that's it for us. Please leave some comments. We want to hear from you. What do you guys think of the show? How do you think we're doing? Let us know. Give us five stars. And if you don't like it, don't say anything. Thanks. Next. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. We drop every Wednesday on all platforms. Um, I would love for you guys to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Flock Todd Podcast. Yeah. Shout out Octavia. Later, birds. <laughs> Bye, birds. <laughs> and remember, birds of a feather. Flock together. Pose. <laughs> Bye. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.